Welcome everybody to the Black Sheep Podcast. This is the second episode and the theme of this is actually around the International Women's Day, which is on the 8th of March. I'm here with an amazing well, aunt, cousin, <laughs> I don't really know, friend. Basically, yeah, the whole, you get the whole gist. Um, and I just want to introduce her briefly. So, Dillis Ann Owen is an international human resources practitioner with over 17 years of experience spanning across Northwest Europe and Nigeria. <clears throat> with a first degree in banking and finance from the University of Nigeria and a master's degree in international human resources from Cranfield University in the United Kingdom. Her areas of expertise cover management or change management, diversity and inclusion. Systems thinking with elements of organizational development, facilitation and intervention, business partnering, resourcing, as well as employee industrial relations. She's a leadership coach and currently works as a business transformation advisor with focus on behavior and change culture. She's married with three children, plays squash, <laughs> and has been adventurous enough to attempt horse riding and go uphill to a Budukato ranch on foot. She likes fun in the workplace and is a strong advocate of inclusion and equal opportunity. As a mother of two special needs kids, a badge which she wears with pride and honor, she, together with her husband, has built a noteworthy repository of biomedical knowledge supported by their research and experience, as well as that of certified naturopaths. I think I, I got that right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dillis says that with a sense of gratitude and humility, her mantra in life is always, sorry, is to always leave a place better than she found it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really nice way to start the conversation. Thank you, Dillis, for joining us today. Thank you, Cody, for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> really appreciate it. So, about a year ago, I recall, you know, being at the house, um, and there's something I saw on the internet that kind of sprung up a thought that I had to share with you. And it was around um, inclusion of women in the workplace, especially because you're an HR um, um, expert. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. So basically, it was a farm fresh post that I saw and it had to do with, there were two um, glasses and I think the men kind of weighed more in the um, boardroom representation, basically. And they're like, oh, we need to kind of, you know, balance his skills. And in my mind, I was like, based on the people that I know and people that I have learned from on social media and the rest, you know, I didn't really agree with the post because it felt like, um, it felt like women, it, it feels like there's no, there's no need for a balance sometimes. I feel like sometimes everybody's focused so much on balancing as opposed to what kind of works in different situations. I feel like the overall outcome of the world currently is balanced. And that's why things seem the way they are, or at least that's what I felt at that time. Um, and then the counter arguments for that whole discussion was the Jordan Peterson post that I shared with you, mm. which kind of was um, saying that the reason there's that imbalance in the workplace at the highest level is because at that point where people are trying to cross into that, you know, the really executive roles and the boardroom seats, at that point is when most women are, planning to settle down because it's in their 30s or late 20s and they're like, I need to just have kids now and just 
you know chill at home rather than fight and sleep and and sleep for like zero hours (laughs) and literally kill yourself you know so your reply to me that day was kind of something that sprung up a lot of thoughts in my mind because i felt like for the first time i kind of agreed with the fact that we need that balance so what was what exactly maybe you can shed some light on that (laughs) and maybe even more than what we discussed okay okay so thanks. Um, I, I I recall that conversation, right? And it was really around. So what is almost like why is why why all the fuss? And and I think it's driven by data. That's the way I I, I see it. And I can talk about a practical example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on one hand, I mean, I I, I watched that video. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's got a lot of experience. There's um, elements of truth to what he's saying, mm-hmm. but I think the debate is about. It's not one size that fits all, right? So there's always going to be people who choose a particular path different from the other. So in this case, we're talking about people choosing to settle, you know, women choosing to settle, perhaps have a family and all of that, and then mm-hmm. not really keen to go, you know, move on or higher in their careers. And therefore you're seeing um, a, a very low percentage. In fact, I think there's data that I saw that is that indicates you have about 17% of women. So in all the in the boards do you have only 17% of women represented. Now, mm-hmm. if, if you compare that to the number of women we have today in the workforce, by the way, or globally, uh, I was sharing with you earlier that there's data that actually shows that 60% of global graduates, global, you know, global graduates are female. So when you think it about really where balance. is your workforce coming from, where are they, where, so where you tap, where's that talent you're tapping into? You really have to think broader, but let me come back to the specifics of that conversation, right? Around okay. why do we have this imbalance and why is the conversation around trying to, you know, create, you know, the balance one is, so I, I look at it at, as inclusion, right? In its totality. Yeah, you could argue there's different ways of, you know, um, um, advocating inclusion, but since we're talking gender on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you even need it in the first place? Let me start from there. That's I that's that's question. my own background, right? Yeah. It's because we have what we call diversity, right? And what is diversity in in the ways in which we differ, right? And it could be the very visible ones, like the gender difference, you know, male, female in this context, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It could be the you know the school you went to, the ones that are not so visible, right? Your ethnicity, the race is visible. There's a range of things that mm-hmm. make us different, but different can also mean unique. So if you have a diverse, you know, people, if you don't practice inclusion, then you're actually missing out on the opportunity to tap into that unique thing that everybody brings to the workplace. That's really the reason we go into these conversations, right? Now, if you go a step further, if you're looking at gender differences, and this is not me, it's it's actually research that is supporting some of the things that we're talking about or advocating, you know, today. And, you know, they'll tell you why men and women are different. In fact, from when you're young, that difference is actually made very glaring. So the, you know, that saying around men don't cry. Women, okay, with girls, so it's, oh, you're a man, you know, you can't show emotion, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. By the way, um, you can't wear, you know, how many times you see them putting on pink on a baby boy? So that yeah. demarcation already starts from when you're when you're young and as you mm-hmm. grow. The, the reality is we're different, not right or wrong, just different, right? Mm-hmm. And research has shown that um, there's a range of things where we would act differently. So typically, you know, when it comes to team playing and things like our teamwork, men tend to be macho. Mm-hmm. Men tend to show aggression. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the thing around um, the meeting taking place outside of the workplace because they hang out, you know, in the clubs and things like that. 
Whereas women tend to be, and, and I say this, and I want people to think about what we call the bell curve, right? Because I'm talking about the generality of people. There's mm-hmm. always going to be differences to what I'm saying here. Like they call them the atypical people, right? On yes. extremes, on the other, you know, but the middle, most in general, that's what research does. Yeah. It tells you what the majority tends to do. So, <laughs> you know, the thing is like, you know, teamwork, we're taught to, or we've grown like that. You know, when we play, we play fair. You know, see girls fighting? You know, we play fair. <laughs> it's about, you know, so there's this thing around the empathy, the nurturing. It's okay mm-hmm. for us to show emotions and all of that, you know. So not going into plenty of detail, but the differences are there. And therefore, the way we approach things will be different from the way the men approach things. But let me even make it a much macro conversation. Why is this important, right, in the workplace? And in the world we live in today, like I said, the yeah. first part of all is that you're actually missing out on talent. That's the truth, right? Yeah. Depending on work, but that's one. Secondly is... If you see how global the world is today, right? There's representation, right? And in your company, I'm more likely to be interested in a place where I see people like me. There's research that that actually shows that, um, I don't know if it's 80% of people who do consumer goods are women. Wow. Yeah. So... Who are you serving? Who, who is wow. making decisions for household and things like that? There's so many reasons why you need to look at inclusion in the workplace. Yeah. Now, um, to that particular story, the conversation we had that day, and I'll use a personal experience to kind of try to buttress the point as to why this is important and why it is not enough to um, you just decide, you know, decide that women just want to settle or some of them want to settle and that's why they don't want to. Or at least don't give them the opportunity to you know still have careers while raising children indeed 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 and that's the point i was going to make so i'll use a personal example um i had to go offshore and going offshore meant you had to do a particular training yeah um the underwater training for survival you know obviously you're going to go in a helicopter and all of those things right they call it (laughs) bullshit or something like that Mm -hmm. but the training was three days and it was full board so you had to Hmm. go travel out is actually in lagos but you had to travel out of lagos then live in the place for three days to do your training um, and I just yeah. had a baby, right? I'd just come back from maternity leave. Mm. Um, baby was three months, maybe four months, four months wow. thereabout. And I was still nursing. So the implication for me was I'd had to go away for three days. What was going to happen to my baby? I was still nursing. And I had no intention of Absolutely. stopping in you know, a nursing at that time. No. So I made a request to the person who was in charge of the program. And I said, well, now, could you tell me what the facility is like? And then explain where you have, obviously we have boarding, right? So when you go for the training, you go to the, you know, the industrial area. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back home, you go, so fantastic. So I'd like to please request to bring my baby along and I'll bring my nanny along at my expense. That's what I said. I wasn't going to ask yeah. anybody to, you know, you know, you know, do anything extra yeah. for me. Just so that I had someone to keep an eye on my baby. I'll go to my training, come back, you know, feed him and all of that, you know. And the answer I got was, oh, no, 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 that's not allowed, you know. So <laughs> and I reflected and I thought, well, by saying that to me, saying I can't do the training unless I leave my baby at home, you're forcing me to make a choice about that. The second thing is, you're also telling me that I cannot do my job because I have a baby. Now, so imagine a workplace where that is the kind of culture. What happens is like, okay, fine. I said, back off. I wasn't going to leave my baby. Exactly. And I kind of said, okay, I'm not going to do it. I don't do it yeah. means I don't do my job. Yeah. I don't do my job means I'm not getting the right experience. So what did I do? I escalated the conversation. And it turned out that there was something they could do. But let me let me just put okay. a, a bit of a lens into this conversation, right? Because 
there was a something um what's his name again peterson jordan peterson had you know had said um, um said that caught my attention and, and i had to have to make this point sometimes it's not because people deliberately seek to make life difficult it's sometimes it's because they haven't encountered certain mm-hmm. situations right but that's why we're forcing or advocating for a much broader conversation yeah. so that you see that these things happen in the workplace that it actually can be career limiting for women i escalated the situation and it turned out that i was allowed to do it wow right i could do it so they actually had to sign up okay you know what so but now we have women offshore in the past you didn't have that wow we have women going into space in the past you didn't have that something changed something, changed. something is evolving and we need to keep at it so mm-hmm. my my advocacy you know in whilst i agree with some of the things he said there's other elements around structure institutional structure policies that change and enable women in the workplace so yeah. i'll give you another example around flexible working right and i look i used to date the day when in covid oh my god nobody <laughs> knew that you know working from home was going to be a norm mm-hmm. there were a few companies that said they had started practicing this before now yes. but now it's yeah. almost like it's the default and the debate or the question is about okay do you need to be physically in the office to do work Yesterday, my sister, I mean, you know, Uchi had to dash into the market for something, right? And she had a meeting at 12. It was a Saturday, but they had, you know, they made that exception to have a meeting mm. on Saturday. She was in the middle of the market and she got stuck. And t- 12 oh, o'clock. So what did she do? She <laughs> ran into a secluded okay. area, shut, you know, asked wow. me, shut it. And there on her phone, she joined the meeting. Wow. That is the future of work today. It's not. It's wow. not. It's not where you are. It's. Yes. It, it, you know. It's not about where you go. It's what you, do. what you do. And that leads me to a key point around people have to start focusing on outcomes. There's there's a real orientation change of mindset that has to happen here. It is not the effort you put into the work. It's the outcome of what mm-hmm. you've done. So the education is outcome. not about teaching people about why diversity and inclusion is important because it actually benefits you as a business in the yes. long term, you know, and therefore you really have to do something that is, you know, tangible, mm-hmm. um, that is helpful, that is supportive. And then you also have to listen to your workforce. You know, so I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. So, but mm-hmm. that was really the that was the you know the the crux of the conversation we had around. Yeah. Oh Lord, there's so much more that could be done, and Definitely. you will see people blossom. That's the truth, right? If I yeah. give another example, um, maybe we'll come to that later. But you okay. know, it's just a case of you know flexibility. I enjoy what I do today. Yeah. I mean, in in my you know, I'm I'm doing what I love to do, but I have a family right of three young children and i can tell you if it wasn't because of the support structures that i had it'll be almost impossible to do to manage right yes i'll just stop there (laughs) (laughs) but thanks um yeah yeah, but another thing i remember you mentioning Mm. that day was actually there's a lot more value in having women because we yeah you said men are more aggressive you know um that's that's obviously like a fact (laughs) But the the opposite side is like women actually put in more emotion, and I guess that balance of of um, the the soft skills women possess in that particular sense kind of helps the the top level jobs mm. and helps decision making mm. because if everything is just focused on um, bottom line and and solving in the long term, I don't think that um, it's going to be that. Um, sustainable yeah yeah so i feel like that's yeah. that is one um, thing I, so yeah. i will use the word empathy over emotion empathy right yeah. um yeah. and it's also it's not it's not 
necessarily a female thing, but yes, you tend to find that a lot. And like I say, it's about the nurture, you know, it's about yes. how we grew, yes. you know, and that's what perhaps makes us unique. That'd be a million and one skills that we have um, that, and mm-hmm. again, I'm looking at, so trying to move people away from looking at style versus outcome, because is that same thing that you think is a strength, is actually what other people will think is a weakness, if you know what I mean, yeah? So we're saying to people, uh, the message is that there's different ways, so many ways of skinning a cut, right? That's the scene. Mm -hmm. Is it skinning a cut? Dear Lord, I think it's skinning skinning a cut, but okay. (laughs) I think so. Okay, but so many ways of doing it. And people have to be open-minded enough to appreciate those differences because it can Mm -hmm. work for them. Um, And then focus on, how do those so ignore the style but focus on the outcome but you but ignoring the style doesn't then means that you have to understand you know what i mean that there's different ways of you know getting to the same destination and the the more we advocate for awareness of these differences and how you you can actually harness them Mm -hmm. towards a common objective the more people then are able to collaborate for that the more they're able to understand why things happen the way they do so i'll give you an example in one of the research papers that i came across i think her name is pat hines she's an american i've done a bit of research in this right Uh, we're talking about that when it comes to job applications i found this very intriguing Mm. Men are more likely to indicate what they can do or have done, or rather what they have done, even if they haven't. Of course. Right? And I'm not saying that men are dishonest. I'm just saying it's a way yeah, they will portray themselves. Whereas, and this is research speaking, not Dillis, right? <laughs> um, and women more, are more likely to, you know, you, you like to say like 80% of that capability, they may have done it, but they're not quite sure. Yeah. So if I, there was a time I realized that I was beginning to, you know, women tend to apologize before they start talking, you know, sorry, as if you're, you're seeking permission. Some of those things can actually be misconstrued as you not being confident yes, or you not knowing what you're talking yes. about. Meanwhile, you're probably an expert compared to the man, you know, just, <laughs> and the man just comes and says <laughs> what he wants to say. Says, yeah. I want this. You know, yeah. rabble rouses his way through. Yeah. And he's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that sort of yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. those differences do exist. So our job, you know, in, in being in human resources and, you know, being advocates of DNI is actually to teach people or rather to create the awareness. I wouldn't call it teaching. It's about creating awareness. There's things like unconscious biases that happen in the workplace on a regular Definitely. basis. And it, it can be from the micro things, like I call it microaggressions. So I'll give you an example. Three days ago, I have so many examples. Um, I was in the meeting, <laughs> right? I was in a conversation with a young lady, right? Okay. And she talked about how they just finished a meeting and it was running over a little. It was past 4 p.m. And then the manager of the meeting then says, ah, let's, let me just, let me, uh, let's assume her name is, uh, let's say Funke, you know, that's not her name, but let's just say Funke, you know, <laughs> okay. she says, ah, we better hurry up and finish so that Funke can go and cook for her husband. Now, this is in wow. a professional setting. <laughs> now, somebody, somebody challenged me once and said, isn't that cultural? Wasn't that a joke? Well, this is the thing. It probably was a joke, but it, these are the things we're talking about. It's unconscious, yeah. right? Why single her out? Yeah. You know, you know, so, you know, we are saying that, so her job is okay. I do my job. Let me run and cook for my husband. That is not in that meeting. She was there in her own right as, you know, a member of the team. Yeah. It wasn't necessary. So it's those little things and people are looking at, so because you, you might think it doesn't really make a difference, but the reality is you never know what mindset people now take away from that meeting. And next thing they say, ah, okay, let's see, um, are we going to take decisions? Oh, I don't know. Funke may, Funke Funke may, may not, not be, be available. available. Or for that sort of thing. And then As I'm making decisions for her. On her behalf. Yeah. And 
it's not it hasn't been it was not too long ago when these things were happening where you know i've been in a session again thankfully this was years ago where mm. there was a discussion about a short-term international assignment and the conversation was going on around looking at criteria so you look mm-hmm. at performance you look at you know potential you look at you know talent skills all of that and then the discussion on this lady was hmm, she just had a baby or will she be able to do this i'm sorry i'm not your wife I'm not your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I came, you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. I came there to what you can't take that yeah. decision from it's up me. To me to decide. <laughs> so it's really around the unconscious biases that we yes. have. Then there's a second part of the systematic and policy-like changes that we yes. put in the workplace to encourage these women. So you made a point that he made around when they get into. So let me let me just say this to women, right? Our calls are focus. I mean, we a lot of us we say this in the workplace on a regular basis. At some point, you, you know, so let me use myself as an example. Mm. I started off my career, you know, was having fun, you know, you know, it's like, um, um, I think that in some respect, you would describe me as a late bloomer. And what I mean by that mm. is um, I didn't marry at the sort of expected and i use yeah. expected right you know average age you know yeah. i married pretty late let me just put it that way yeah. I, I had my first baby at 40 wow all right <laughs> yeah. now so <laughs> different strokes for different for different, folks. different folks that's yeah, the thing yeah, now the, the thing is so i went career first and family later there's so many people who do it later. Uh, by yeah. the way i didn't necessarily plan it like that but i was okay with it and that's the trick that it comes out to the point i was making before around mm. don't make up our minds for us right yes. and don't make us feel guilty either for choosing a particular path you know to go and maybe we talk about that tomorrow as you go yeah. through because i'll have i probably have a lot to no say more examples Goodness <laughs> me, you know. no, it's vital you know? to give these examples so it's yeah. not like we're just talking about oh, things from thin air. <laughs> Yes. flexibility is key flexibility yeah. is key the open-mindedness is key and about learning and understanding why do these things happen and just say shut and say women know oh, they want to set they want to get married and have babies they also want careers they also want careers yeah. so yeah yes. so let's try and make the environments easier as, for them as to easy do as both. possible yeah right and then it now becomes your choice to say i don't mm-hmm. want this so he made he made another point in that video around you know insane people like that one i agree with because it's certain <laughs> you know unbelievable work hours yes. you know people these executives do stuff well hello in today's world, I don't have to get into a plane to fly to Singapore to have a meeting anymore. Exactly. Right? So, you're in, in that institution, what would you want to do to encourage people? It's not, it's not just the women, it's also the men folks as well, yeah. right? It's around investing in your IT systems that make video conferencing a lot more seamless and a lot more interactive. And you can see the change that happened in the yeah. last one year since, you know, we had COVID to deal with. There's yeah. so many things. So, if you invested in IT stock, ooh, you're making money right now yes. because that's where yes. it's the future, right? That's I don't have to get in a plane. Yeah, it's the future. So, you can't tell me I'm leaving my five-year-old baby at home. And by the way, even if I had a five-year-old or, okay, maybe not five, it's maybe babies because those are the ones that are entirely dependent on, yes, you. on you one of the things that i also experienced in my you know my career so far was the ability to be able to travel with that baby so i'm based in lagos but i have a lot of work to do in other parts of the country so you know travel and then i check so where's the accommodation if it's company great you know okay. i take my sometimes i don't even have to take my nanny why because we have a crash exactly right so all i have to do is to wake up in the morning feed the baby i take the baby to the crash I go to my meetings. I go check on the baby. Mm-hmm. You can imagine how much peace of mind I have as a mother. 
right? That I can keep yeah. an eye on that baby that depends on me and still do my job. And I think that's the, you know, again, that's the yeah. advocacy. That, that's what I mean by the structures, right? And I'm sure it wasn't like that from the beginning. Sorry to oh, no, no, certainly not. Exactly. So certainly that had not, to yeah. be brought in by somebody. You know? That's the advocacy, right? Yeah. The, the people where we, we succeeded in some of these things now because the people who fought for it. Exactly. That's there fair. was a time women could not vote. I mean, think about the United exactly. States. So, you know, it evolves. Exactly. Uh, it evolves. It evolves. So, um, yeah. And it, it'll keep evolving. It'll keep, yeah. So, I think it's, you might not have all the answers. We might have different views, but I think the conversation should be held. I think yeah. that's the thing, yeah? yeah. Or hard, rather. Yeah. yeah totally okay. get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Last thing I wanted to ask was, I mean, being someone who prioritized career early on, how were you able to manage, you know, the typical, um, stereotypical way that um, people see things in Nigeria, even the world at large, people are like, oh, you should marry at this age, mm-hmm. you know, um, culture, sometimes family, um, friends, everybody just expects you to marry at a certain age. So how were you able to kind of manage those expectations you know yeah. even if obviously you have your own mind and do your own thing but like it's still very difficult to shut out the noise, you know, shut out the noise. <laughs> so how are we able to like just push past that if i remember because, yeah and i think part of the reason i'm asking this is because i mean i've seen many of my friends on social media posting oh like i actually would want to um i prefer because i saw someone post that the other day like mm. i actually don't see having children anytime soon and you know, and I was like, oh, that's actually very cool. People are mm-hmm. having this, you know, now they don't feel pressured anymore. But yeah. I'm sure at that time, things were a lot more <laughs> no difficult. So, okay, so I'll, I'll start by saying one thing, right? Okay. And to the person who made that post. So I said to young girls now, look, don't, don't get it wrong. People who chose career, sometimes you didn't plan it, it happened that way yeah. and stuff like that. Sometimes you actually plan it that way. I think the most important thing, right, is like you said, because the pressure will come, right? But the first thing is to be very clear in your head what your purpose in life is. So who are you? What are you seeking to achieve? What do you want? I told you my, my personal mm-hmm. mantra is to leave the place better than I found it. And therefore I look for improvement in everything that I mm-hmm. do. You know, that's just mm-hmm. my, my, my own personal motto, right? Now you have to decide, you know, I want to be the best astronaut. I want to be, you know, whatever it is, you define it. And then remember that life comes in phases. So you have to actually have your big goal and then your mini goals. Yeah. I say to young girls, right, don't don't get it mixed up. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Don't get it mixed up at all, right? You know, I, I'm not an yeah. advocate saying, ah, no, 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 career. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at <laughs> yeah, all, right? Yeah. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Family is actually, that's what we, on earth here, the relationships, yeah. it's, it's, it's fantastic, right? So if you choose, that's the thing, it's a choice, right? If it's you choose to go either way, just understand their consequences for any decision that you take. Definitely, and the yeah. key is to be okay with it. So perhaps I got lucky because I had two elder sisters, yeah, who got married before I did. So maybe the, maybe that's why there wasn't so much pressure on me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But then I also had a younger sister, six years younger than I am, who got married before me. So, you wow. know, no, it was just, you know, I, I, I think in my head, right, I had a view of who I wanted to be. And I didn't think at the time that, you know, marriage defines a woman, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. It is great if it happens, but if it doesn't happen, that's not the end of the world. Ultimately, I mean, depending on your belief system, right? Your own level of spirituality and all that. We're all here. We want to make it to heaven, right? Yeah. So that's if that's my goal, you don't have to be married to do that. To do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm, like I say again, it's a beautiful thing. I'm married with three lovely children now, you know, yeah. but the thing is, 
I wasn't going to just settle and say, you know, because everybody's putting pressure on you to marry or let me just go marry. I, I had, a, and I was going for what I wanted and I was yeah. enjoying my career and I was fulfilled as a person. I think that's most very important for anything you do in life. Now, it turns out that when I had gotten to mm. like mid-career and, uh, you know, sort of, and then boom, I met my husband and it just, it gelled. So perhaps it was just my nature that if, you know, maybe early, I just wasn't time. And yeah. I said, well, everybody's path is different, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, they, they, like I said, there are implications. But the other thing about, I'll say to people as well, um, you take a decision, like I said, it has a consequence, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to marry early, do understand that that means you start a family later yes. than the average person, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have to think about, again, your goal. If you said by, by 40 or 45, you want to be doing this, you think about, okay, so where does family fit into that picture, mm -hmm. right? Because I remember somebody saying to me, ha, by the time you're, you'll be 70 and then you're, <laughs> you're still says. paying school fees, you know, that kind of thing. People didn't tell me I should get married. Then, ah, you'll be paying school fees when you're, I'm like. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think in your heart, you know when the right time is. And like I say, everybody's path in life is different. So I chose career. Um, like, I, like I said, I don't think I planned it. It just happened and I was going with the mm -hmm. flow. And, and you didn't force anything on yourself. That's, that's the yeah. key. I didn't. I met my husband when the time was right. Yeah. By the way, he's only one year older than I am. And all the, all the plans that we had before, you know, you, you know how you write, you say you write down that the first thing I marry, if I do marry, I always yeah. use that, you know, I, caveat yeah. lot to make if yeah. I do marry. Um, was going to be maybe five years or seven <laughs> years older than I am or 11 years. Wow. And truth be told, the people that I was kind of interested in where the age gap was really huge. I don't know why. Maybe we love our father so much that we kind of <laughs> looking for father figures. But the point yeah, is, yeah. I, the person I ended up marrying is just one year older than I am, right? Mm. But we clicked. That's the key thing, right? Yes. And then you have a conversation around, so what do you want out of life? What do you want out of life? So there, there are other things to take mm. into consideration. There's obviously, I mean, there's no... There's no going around this. As you age, so I hate that thing they call biological clock, but it's a reality, right? Mm. As you age, do you realize that, you know, chances are that, you know, okay, let me not go into that level of detail because there's technology mm -hmm. anyway that does a lot of things nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it depends exactly. on, you know, where. Just, yeah. I think the message is just find your path mm -hmm. and then follow. But know that anything you do has an implication. Definitely. So my first baby came at 40. I have three kids now, right? Um, two of them happen Congrats to be, yeah, thank you. <laughs> two of them happen to be, you know, special needs kids. Mm. But that's okay. That's that's life. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah. And I'm, as I'm, I'm enjoying my family so much. And I'm enjoying what I do so much. And that's for me, that's the sweet spot. Yes. You've got to find your own. But then we, we, we now say to people, and that's the thing about, you know, the female, you know, agenda or help the gender balance. Let me not call it a female agenda. I call it the gender balance thing is really around. Yeah. You, you have to do more. You can't leave things. You have to do more to really encourage and nurture the talent. You're not doing it just for fun. That's, you know, the talent in the workplace because they are there. So there are two things I mentioned before around how you, you know, say career mm -hmm. and then I went to family. So, it, I'm not saying it was easy. It wasn't easy, but like, a couple of things have worked for me. One, obviously, was the crash, right? So Definitely. I could work, I could carry my child, I could travel to wherever I was going to take yeah. my child with me and all of that. That was one. Two was about the kind of maternity leave, you know, things that we have now. Because you realize, like I said, it's about outcome, not about effort. Yeah. So when it was time to, and the flexible work policies, there are companies that actually have windows now of when you resume work, as an example, right? So mm -hmm. there are people who will say, okay, you have your window of being in the office has to be from 
around maybe your, I don't know what they call that thing again. It's something about, they call it something time, right? It's a window okay. of nine to 12. So rather, let me put it this way. Okay. You okay. must be in the office by nine. Up to you if you choose to start at 6.30. You know, so let's assume we're working the eight hour thing, right? Mm-hmm. Eight hour window. So um, you can start work at six o'clock. No, not six, maybe six is early, but 6.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you close at 3.30. You start at seven, you close at four. So at 7.30, you close at 4.30, like yeah. that. You know, nine till six. Find That's your cool. window because we know people are going to do school run. People yeah, are going to do so many yeah, things. Yeah. So that's, that's one about structure and flexible policies, right? Yeah. Then the work from home one is a no-brainer. We're it's doing no it brainer. now. We're doing it right exactly. now. <laughs> and by the way, and I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens in the future, right? Because um, all the things we thought were not possible, it, we find that uh, it's possible. Yeah. So who is to say that? we're kind that? of forced into yeah. it. And in this thing maybe maybe I don't know it's a disappointment COVID but at the same time it's it's really revealing some things to us that are actually making us Absolutely. you know walk around it and find better solutions to things. I know people are having conversations then about are we really ever going to go back to work? You know, I mean those debates are going on and therefore should that mm-hmm. be the default? And you know, so think about it, right? I think, but you have to measure, obviously, you know, productivity, mm-hmm. all of those things, and say, okay, what makes sense? But you also have to listen to your employees. Yes. Right? Yes. Look at what were the challenges they had, but, you know, how would, how would you bring out the best in them? Because, yeah. I mean, frankly speaking, so maybe think about the fact that we haven't been in, for, for a better part of the time, we haven't been in offices. Think about how much cost you're actually saving from running diesel yeah. 24 hours a day, from the, you know, if you have people who serve tea, clean up. I do, yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons because we also talk about employment, yeah, you know, exactly. what happens to other people. Exactly. But the reality, and we can't bury our heads in the sun, is that the world is changing, it's mm-hmm. evolving, and then we have to think, you know, proactively. Yeah. So for me, it's about that gender thing is really, sorry, gender balance about the advocacy to help and support people who want to follow a career path to be able to do so and still manage your home. I kid you not, something will give, something will give because you're also a human being, you know, you can't you know, do it. Yeah. But it's about, I have a choice. How can you help me get there? And not just assume that my mantra in life is to, I'm going to marry, have children, and I'm not going to worry about <laughs> careers anymore, you know? So, so yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah, so... Um, Workload-wise, I mean, sure, I'm sure like things have gotten a lot, a lot worse... Um, in terms of, how would I say worse? Things have gotten a lot harder in terms of workload over the years. Probably mm-hmm. have a lot more responsibilities, a lot more people managing, mm-hmm. that you are managing rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you manage, you know, extra work, parenting, um, marriage, and, you know, just life in general? Mm-hmm. How do you balance it all at this point? I don't know. Maybe the grace of God. <laughs> I, I think everybody has this challenge, both Definitely. male, female, you know, but let's look at it from the female angle, obviously. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, two days ago, my husband, uh, my son, first son said he wanted, he said, mommy, can I have banana bread? And I was <laughs> busy because I was working from home. I was doing something. And then I had my husband say, go ask your mommy. Actually, he <laughs> no, before he came to ask me, I said, huh. Did you ask daddy? Because I knew, you know, he he was available. I knew he wasn't working. Yes, yes. So, and I heard him, you know, and I heard him was saying, I'm going to ask your mom and your mother. <laughs> so, you know, literally I said, why? <laughs> you know, I was working. If I was in the office, would he be asking, you know? Yeah. So, but I wanted to make the point, right? I, I was okay to give him banana, but it was to get up and pull it from the fridge, right? But <laughs> the point he was making already was that I, mommy will know where it is, right? Not that he couldn't go get it, because that yeah. was what I was fighting. I said, are you trying to say that you cannot take banana <laughs> bread from the fridge to give to your son? You know, little, you know, it's fun. Yeah. But it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I kid you not. It's, it's tough. But I go back to what is in your heart? What's your purpose? What are you after? 
what makes you a holistic person. So I listen to people. Mm. Career-wise, right? Don't settle. What I mean for what I mean by that is do what you love yeah. because it brings out the best in you. But I also tell you something else: if the family side is working well, it actually makes you more efficient in the workplace, Definitely. right? Definitely. And therefore, part of our advocacy, and that's why you know the the theme I believe for International Women's Day this year is choose to challenge, right? Our advocacy is around you have to make work work for parents. Particularly for working parents, right? You Mm -hmm. you just have, you can't just, you can't turn around and say, you know, you have to. And it's some of those things. So I'll tell you what, what has helped me. Um, one is obviously I talked about the flexibility that we can now apply. I actually started working from home long before this whole, you know, COVID thing created the mayhem that has, you know, so I have special needs kids where I was working. Everybody knows about that. They know when I have to attend to them and all that. So they, we started working around outcomes versus activity. Right, so we you agree with your manager. This is what I'm supposed to deliver. These Love are my it. milestones. Yeah. yeah, right. So even if you don't see me, you know what I'm working on. Yes. The, the trick was, was I available? Could I be reached? Yes. Now, now, but it doesn't. It's not just the company. It's also you, the individual. You now have to be responsible yeah. with that. You know, um, you know, um, um, accommodation. Yeah, that's been given to you. Mm-hmm. So, for example, right now, even as all of us are working from home. If I have to, so particularly um, on Fridays, so my, my first son is on the um, autism spectrum. The second mm. one has full-blown ADHD. Lovely children. I mean, God, yeah. I actually think they're probably Definitely one of the happiest children. children on earth, you know? That's For real. Thing, <laughs> I mean, we're working very hard with them. That's why we talk yeah. about the naturopath thing in my yes. profile and all that. We're working very hard and they're really progressing. They're doing well. But the point is this. On Fridays, right? So for them to go to school, they have to have therapists that work with them, right? Okay. We've been on this journey for a while now. Okay. But they, they, they do it from home now, virtual school. So, but on Fridays, just to manage um, the exposure, of course, people coming into my house. And also, you you know, count your mm-hmm. pennies, man, because these things are not cheap, right? Definitely. Um, Fridays, <laughs> we say, no, leave them to run because that's when we now do practical things. So they don't need to have therapists with them on a regular basis. But at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. he has class for half an hour. Now, sometimes, so things have evolved. He's actually able to sit. In the past, he couldn't. So what, wow. the, what does that mean for me sitting at home, right? And he's not in school, he's at home. I would have to leave my work and go sit with him so that he can do his lesson for that day. Wow. But I'm responsible enough to know that I've taken 30 minutes away from work and therefore I will give it back somewhere. And that's the understanding. So it it comes with accountability, comes with responsibility. Or is it the other way? I don't know. know, It works either way. way. (laughs) So it's it's twofold. One is about the support system that enables you be the best that you can be, right? But also you taking account of the fact that you know, there's trust here. I think that's the key word, right? And that's part of the mm-hmm. job of leaders. You've got to learn to build trust. So, you know, is that how you how you treat people, respect, how you assess them at work? All of these things eventually culminate into those things we talked about. Either the microaggressions that you don't even know that you're displaying mm-hmm. by certain comments and things that you do, you know, yeah. and then the big ones, which is around, you know, structures. You know, how do you do performance appraisals? It's outcome, not effort. Outcome, not effort. Right? So she yeah. was behind. I could be my computer. Again, I could log on and leave. You know, most of you have Skype or Microsoft Teams now. So you can tell when somebody is on mm-hmm. and out or busy. But I can put it there the... and, you know, do my thing. Yeah. I sit in the office. You don't know what I'm maybe surfing the web. So it's a productivity is measured by outcome, you know, not by that sort of thing. So it's some of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, one is about clarity. This is what I want. This is my reality. But you have to have a plan of life. Yeah. Work, home school, children, market, husband, all of that, you know, 
the key thing for that is my is well-being is the well-being so your own mental health carries a priority in this space and one of the ways that i do that right is i make out time for me there are days when i said to my husband we are not talking about autism today. We're not talking about work. You know, um, I married, he's a pilot by profession. So, and so we find the common interests. I have this fascination for airplanes. I always have, maybe that's why I ended up marrying one. If <laughs> cool. I couldn't be one, I married, I need the next best thing by marrying one, you know? So, you know, we mm. will sit together. We will watch air crash investigations together. Cool. We will analyze it, cool. you know, stuff like that, you know? Cool. Oh, so today, Friday evening is mommy, daddy time. Kids, bed, you know, well, that's it. And so is a, cool. so it's, it's like a vicious cycle. I don't think there's any technique to this, to be honest. Definitely. It's about, Just find a balance. If I can take care of myself, that's when I'm able to take care of these children. That's why I'm able to actually give my best at work. So it's like a holistic conversation. EXO is about well-being, which involves exercise. You're not going to run away from it. If you, if you run mm-hmm. before, you'll, you'll catch up with you, So right? you still play squash. Like, how frequently do you do So this? that's the interesting thing. I'd actually stopped playing squash a long time ago, okay. but I said it recently. Cool. And, but, you, but you know what? I, I, I can't. You know, so what I do is like I jog and I run, even though, okay. I, you know, yeah, okay, so I'm not necessarily <laughs> watching my weight at the same, but I try, okay. I try to okay. keep fit. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not doing just because I, I need to lose weight. I just try to keep fit. Keep fit. fit. Yes, keep the about, blood flowing. You know, you Definitely. To, exactly. You have to be alive mm-hmm. to take care of it. You know, I still have young kids, you know, yeah. sort of thing and all that. Um, and you also want to be productive. So you've Definitely. got to take yourself to be able to do that. So um, just recently, I bumped into a, um, in the yesterday um, where I live, I, I, a few neighbors. I said, I carry squash. You play squash. <laughs> oh my god you know i said okay so can we play wow and, but because i had been working out by you know jogging running walking a lot okay. so i got in there and the joy oh my lord <laughs> yeah, I actually read it something like brought that. back memories the joy and so it's like so i this is a, this is the, let me tell you what the mad there's no magic wand but the key one is find what you love mm-hmm. find what works for you Find what gives you happiness or fulfillment. I don't know, because happiness means different things to different people, right? Fulfillment, mm-hmm. not at the detriment of other people, obviously, you know. It, it's it's balance. So you call gender balance. It's life balance. That's yeah. the truth. That's the way I see it. Life so balance. And then we keep, we keep going. All of us are in this together. You know, challenges yeah. will come. Challenges always come. And we keep going yeah. day by day. Stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Indeed. Not easy, but you make it work. One more thing. Don't try to be perfect. <laughs> you'll just feel i mean you'll burn out it's as simple as that yeah. you'll burn out don't try to be perfect the world of, the world was never meant to be perfect right so there's something that's called the learner mindset you learn as you go are you curious enough to understand okay i could do this differently so find ways of being efficient that might involve i said to my my fellow colleagues yeah that might involve actually learning a skill on how to be more effective it might mean that you're learning it mm. skills that help you be more productive so yes. if you're doing that powerpoint that takes you one hour you can learn something and enables you you know cut it short by 5 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. you're more productive so you really have to i sit down i literally sit down and i write okay go what do i need <laughs> you know you need. um okay this is work this is house and then, and then you you know you go yeah. at it then you review yeah. come back and say okay how am i doing with this you know and then you go back and all that but like i said you can't do this by yourself you need all those support structures that i mentioned earlier Definitely. you know from the workplace from home you know down to the person the nanny that you have you know who helps you it has to be the right person who can actually understand you know mm-hmm. how to make your household function you know, that's also so, yeah, it's really a plan of life. That's like <laughs> the bottom line. Because if you have a plan of life, you know who you need to hire as a nanny, who you need to get to take care of the children at yeah. different times, mm-hmm. how you need to plan yourself, what you need, what you need to become more productive. Yeah. So you can have more time 
to be able to balance out things at home. And so I actually really agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, something that you mentioned before about the accommodation that they made for you, mm-hmm. um, even before COVID, mm-hmm. understanding the, the um, your children with special mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about it. There's there's a lot more to that story because you you had to earn that trust. Absolutely. It took a while. Absolutely. So, you know, so it's 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 really a, a two way street. Absolutely. Both parties yeah. they have to trust you enough. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly why I was really thinking about this whole thing where you know women, or at least according to people or mm-hmm. reports, women um, end up like you know, um, would I say calming down, but becoming more lax about work when they are getting to their 30s because of of um, nurturing and having children or well, some not all <laughs> um and i mean at that point that's actually when they've gained the trust of the people that they are working yeah. for so that's even the point where the accommodation should actually be they should actually try to make those accommodations to keep those people that they value yeah you know so i agree and it's not just um it's not just about having the, the the balance from what I've gotten from anything, aside the the family balance is a different thing. Mm-hmm. The balance within the workplace between men and women mm-hmm. and also at top positions isn't just about just having balance, but there's usually a positive to having yeah, those absolutely. people. Absolutely. And I think the companies and the, the executives recognizing that is definitely going to make them more curious and more creative around finding ways to yes, solve absolutely, those problems. Absolutely. It, yeah. uh, there's even research, I believe, that talks about productivity of companies where they have more women in the workplace. It's about the balance, right? Yeah. So, because I'm most careful not to say, sound as if it's the women are the ones that bring all the ideas. No. It's no. about <laughs> nurturing and tapping into the opportunity you have by a different mindset in your place. You know what I mean? So, you have mm-hmm. that's why you have the diversity. Right. Um, and I mean, like Talking we're talking gender mindset. now because yeah. there's other ways that you also differ. Yes. So even in that yes. one woman or two women that you have, mm-hmm. one could be white, one could be black. Yeah. One went to Harvard, one went to, you know, that's, mm-hmm. there's so many things that still make you different, mm-hmm. you know, we're, yeah. we're just sort of generalizing right now. Mm-hmm. It's about tapping into that opportunity. And like I talked <clears> about the fact that 80% of consumer goods are actually purchased by women. So you can imagine, so who are, you know, so I talked about, you know, I, I talked about, like I made the mention at the beginning where how representation is so key. Because if you look at where, where is the pool you're tapping into? There are actually more women. Well, I don't know. I think, I think in the world, maybe there are more men than women, but I think that in terms the of. The way things are going, it's at 60% of the global. Global um, workforce to yeah. graduates, you know, I yeah. so, so where's the pool you're tapping into yeah, right now? Basically women. <laughs> if they don't see, if they don't have the line of sight between their early career and that leaked career. And how, how are they going to measure that? Is by seeing who you have at the top leadership. Or women don't progress in this company. By the way, there was research that was done around indeed that way. You know, we don't seem to do badly when you tap into the young workforce. So recruiting, we're pretty good at that. So 50% female here and there and all that. Then, like you said, they keep growing and growing. So they get to that sort of mid career into the senior management thing. And then boom, it just tapers down. Why? Yeah. So the research started opening up. Why? Again, childbearing age, you know, um, which... I'll be honest, it kind of shifts your priority a little. There's no doubt about that because, you know, there's so many things to focus on when you're, when you kind of start, you know, begin, begin to have, you know, young kids mm-hmm. and a family and all that. But it doesn't take away your passion or your focus on the work that you want to do. So I really think that the onus is on employers today to look at what they can do to support. And it's not, it's not hand me down. They're not handouts. It's about, Look, how do you tap into the ladies' importance? The talent, you know, so, you know, there's so many things you can do to do that. So where's your talent pool? 
Where's your mentorship program? Where's your sponsorship program? Where's where are you tapping into yeah. to make sure that you're nurturing that talent and then you're removing the barriers? Because that's what they are the that barriers. actually enable them. Yeah. Do you know that? Okay, so depending on the kind of company you work for, right? The people who go on international assignments and stuff like that. And we also found that what happens is that if the man gets the job, right? What happens? The woman gives up her career. <laughs> yeah. to, to be able to go and yeah. follow the, you know, yeah. because for family's sake and all mm-hmm. that. So what started to happen? You, you know, female, you could actually compete for a job as well. Or even, yeah. even if you weren't able to compete, perhaps you can find you a job, but on local terms, if you are working outside of the country, for example. So your, your, your mm. spouse becomes the senior, you know, or I call it the lead partner who might be on expatriate terms, depending on what was, you know, offered for the yeah. job. And, terms, and then you are able to go, but you can also continue your career, but you then work on local terms. Because companies are, let's be clear, they're not running charities here, right? Their job is just <laughs> to ensure that they are being as fair and as inclusive as they can possibly be. Yes, as but they can But also things be. that can be sustained. Mm-hmm. You sustained. see what I mean, yeah? That yeah. will enable you. So why? Again, it's about nurturing and unleashing the potential. So inclusion is really around where everybody feels, without exception, that they can bring their skill and their talent to work, you know, mm-hmm. and fulfill, you know, meaningful career at the same time, be able to add value to the company. Yeah. And if you don't do some of these things, you automatically, sometimes you're not even conscious of the fact that you're doing that, sideline a huge part of your talent, you're missing out. That's that's the way out of yeah. something that you're missing out here. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I kind of have to drag us back to that conversation because mm-hmm. I, that just came up. The whole value, the trust and and the importance of working hard so that you can um, you know, be able and, to demand for certain things yeah. at certain times. Like, yeah. we trust this person should definitely have this accommodation yeah. made. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, the one thing it's important because sometimes men think like, uh-huh, you know, <laughs> they've come, you know, with their wahala. <laughs> or that you're doing things because you want to make up your numbers. So I can tell hmm, you now, there's no thing. company yeah. and even your right mind that will be deliberately pushing a woman up the ladder deliberately just to make up numbers if they're not earning their worth. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and if, if it's not even good for the woman in the long run, you know how to say exactly. Sorry for the language, but that bull will get you up there, but it won't keep you up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sort of That's thing. That's a fact. It, it's about yeah. you're, you're clear around what you're what you're doing. That the productivity is there. You know, mm-hmm. the value add is there, and then you're finding systematic ways of removing the barriers that yeah. stop that from yeah. nurturing and then from you know unleashing potential. So we yeah. we earn it. Yeah, you have to earn it. Have to You've earn got it. to earn it. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, but we have to help you earn it. That's the thing. We exactly. have to help you earn it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's... We've, we've covered pretty much Everything. the... Yeah. Um, just so... Just generally, though, um, about Nigeria, do you have any um, idea on how the current state of things are in um, inclusion of females in the workplace? Okay. So... I think it's evolving. That's the, I think that's probably the safest thing to say. I think it's evolving. I think there's a lot, a lot more awareness. So if you participate in all of these sort of international women's day conferences, you know, the career day, there's a range of things that are actually happening on a cross board, mm-hmm. you know, pretty impressive stuff, yes. right? Um, where you're seeing a lot of, um, they call it um, leaning circles where an employee networks, where you can actually share ideas and learn, you know, and think about the ways in which you can get the support that you're looking for. Um, things around um, other women mentoring other women across industry and things like that. I think it's evolving. I think we still have a long way to go. Um, two years ago, in one of the International Women's Day um, conferences that I attended, I know somebody who came to give a, a talk there. 
she is well known in her field, but she's telling you that even at her level, right? And I'm sorry to use this example, but it's a reality, right? We're not going to shy away from having the conversation. I think that's the key thing, right? Exactly. About why sometimes you you, you get into a meeting and you find it difficult because your male counterparts cannot look beyond your bust line. Hmm. Not only is it insulting, you know what I mean? It's embarrassing, but it, it's, it's like saying there's something, you know, around why can't you see me for what I'm worth and who I yeah. am, you know, versus the fact that I'm, you know, female. So there, there are little things there's here and there, you know, and, and, yeah. it, and, and I, I, I want to, there's something else I want to say, right, about we really should stop using culture as an excuse for some of these things, right? All those microaggressions, the comments people make and all of that. Mm-hmm. A professional setting is a professional setting, right? You can do your culture at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sort of exactly. thing. And all that. So oh, it's okay. <laughs> now there was just joking. Nah, it's not a joke. This is it's demeaning yeah. for the individual. We All they're asking for is, I want the same chance, right? That my male counterpart gets. You wouldn't do that to him. Why would you do that exactly. to me? You know, and I've earned my degree. So I have, a, I have as much right to be here as this person does as well. That sort of thing. So in a nutshell, I think it's evolving. It's evolving. We still have long ways to go, but it's evolving. Yeah. 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 That's, that's actually, yeah, it's definitely evolving. I know things. I didn't know what um, IWD was when I was in primary school. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was in primary school, but it just wasn't being spoken about at that time. But now, like, it's a thing that people actually look forward to, and not just for looking forward to sake, but it drives the conversation Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you're also a leadership coach. I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, based on your experience in that field, what exactly do you think the qualities, from the people that you've, you've coached and spoken to, what qualities do you think um, people need to have to be good leaders Okay, I guess there's a million and one of them, but <laughs> I think there are two things that really stand out for me, right? Um, it's, it's, it's humility. It's actually what I call the learner mindset, right? That in it, that ability or that belief that everybody can learn. For you to be, if you have that kind of mindset as a leader, then you're actually able to nurture the people that work for you. So I look at humility. I look at that curiosity, openness. I look at leaders who are also learning. That's the way I, I actually catch a learner mindset. Because if you ever go across like, I know everything, then you're not going to be open to ideas. You're not going to be open to innovation. Because that's what Definitely. inclusion does, by the mm-hmm. way. You know, it's about innovation. There's always continuous improvement in life and you miss the opportunity if you're a closed kind of person and you're mm-hmm. not willing to be open. So I like the two key things for me, it's about humility, believing that you don't know it all, ability to listen you know, to people. And then, you know, and then, I mean, there's a range of things you can, you know, decision making all of this, but those yeah. are the two key things that really stand out for me that probably will humility. make you stand out, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't really think, like, because I know I did a bit of, because I studied business in school, but mm. we did a bit of HRM. And I don't really think we even really focused on humility. Also, our decision, okay, well, yeah, a bit of empathy and then transformational leadership, yep. basically, like being yep. a, a servant leader. Yeah. yeah so that's that's kind of the what summer, you're, you're yeah, speaking so you, about. Yeah, the mindset sort of thing. Yeah, you have to think, yeah, you're, you're serving. It's just not about, you know, you have yeah. to, you have to be, because uh, so the reason I didn't go into all those other, you know. This is not HRM know. class. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's there's a mindset that actually enables you in, you know, embed all of those other professional competences that, you know, mm-hmm. leaders should have. That's, mm-hmm. that's the key for me. Because mm-hmm. you, can, you, can, you can have all the professional competences, you know, but still be a lousy leader. <laughs> that's the truth you, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know in the end you want to leave the place better than you met it right and you want to nudge somebody who can take your place so you're grooming yeah. uh, that sort of thing so not about it's all about me as a matter of fact if you're a leader it's not about you yeah. never about you it has to be about the people that you're yeah. leading into a particular vision you know yeah. wow 
Um, so. That was an interesting <laughs> conversation. Um, I've learned a lot. <laughs> Even aside the, you know, what we really spoke about, I also learned a lot about enunciating because you seem like you've done podcasts for years and I'm the learner here. <laughs> so, yeah. I was just talking about as an example about, you know, how they say that women, you know, that when you have to, you know, that when the men are usually aggressive and a lot more, <laughs> you know, vocal. So when they talk, that's okay. But when a woman does it, everybody's like, you're not ah, being ladylike. Yeah, calm you're not, down. You know, <laughs> thing. I know. Why? I don't know. <laughs> But um, thank you so much for the insights. Um, and I really appreciate the time once again. I know busy schedule, balancing life um, can be really crazy. But yeah, yeah we really appreciate it. And no I really hope our people at home can get so much out of this because I did. Um, and yeah. Um, so that's basically for today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Bye. Ah, that's, ah, that was quite a, a session. <laughs> that was good. That was very good.